This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. They're so good. Our recording. Oh, I get the ones that you touched? That's great. <laughs> I hope you wiped my your hand. butt with your other hand. Okay. What in the world? We are recording, you know. They're I'm good. I'm chip plantain oh, chip good. for the first time. Yeah, they are good. Yeah, delicious. See? Well, see, I the don't mock what you don't know, sir. Every time we went to Florida when we were kids, yeah. we get plantain chips. Because it's the only where they them, were. Yeah. Maybe not. Fawn ate an entire bag of plantain chips the, when when Sage was born. They taste what like are they for calories? The same as potato. There. Pretty low. Uh, I think. Serving size: one ounce, about twenty chips, one hundred and forty calories. So it's just like a potato chip. Seven calories well, of oil. Chip. That's nothing. It's a thing fried in oil. Yeah. yeah. This is two hundred and ten. No, calories for one package. Oh, for the package. Oh, but I don't know how many is in here. All right, we got to go here. Unless you want to be home, if you don't want to be home by sunset. (laughs) I cannot believe it's fall back on Sunday. Oh, yeah, it is. Welcome to the family with Cobb Ahaba. The opening of Car Selling Secrets is different than the other Car show. Car Selling Secrets. <laughs> Doug Sprinthal and our special guest. Andy Swanson. Alex Rampernard Rasmussen. I don't think I'm co-hosting this, but no. Catherine Bratt's here. <laughs> Andy Rampernard. And Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back. Car Selling Secrets up next. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. I'll just play that for an hour. I want your treaty. It's kind of negative. I'm just kidding you. Andy Swanson joins us for the second. You're our first uh, two-timing guest. Your standards are low. I know they are. Low standards. You were foolish enough to answer the phone. Yeah. Uh, Andy has uh, worked for Walzer for a long time. We've known each other for, God, 12, 13 years, I guess. He currently runs 
Walzer Experience Auto and the Hyundai dealership up in Brooklyn Park. We've changed formats a little bit since you were here. Was it last spring? I don't know. It's it one of the first ago. five or six. I yep. really came here thinking you had about 800 listeners in a basement. And uh, then I showed up, and Tom Bernard was on the podcast, and I went, oh, God, this wasn't what I was planning on. So he wasn't listening to you, Doug, in other words. I, I, <laughs> nobody ever does. The damn word you said. So we always like to start off with our guests. Tell us the story of the very first automobile you owned. Uh, make it sound I love good. That. Do you even remember? I had a 1974 Dodge Duster that my buddy gave me that lasted like a week. He paid 35 bucks for it, and he just flipped me the keys, and I never titled it, but the, or insured it, and I didn't have a license then either, so it's probably the wrong story. Um, but the the first real story, I had a 1984 Sunbird. And this Ugh. had to have been about 1993. Don't remember what those look like. Well, it was the pontiac version of the cavalier wasn't it it's funny it wasn't sexy in 1984 so it definitely wasn't in 1993 but it was uh it was it was a really good car for 500 bucks did you have insurance and a license by then most of the time that i own that yeah not not (laughs) consistent that's nice very nice I was I was 19, weighed about 180 pounds on a good day, and had hair, you know, way down. You know, years ago, and I don't remember why you gave it to me or how I got it. I have your passport photo from those days. <laughs> he has hair longer than your husband's, Alex, and it's about half the size that he is now. Oh, really? And he yeah. looked a little. What's the polite way to put it? Distracted. I looked rough. Yeah, uh, it was not a. <laughs> I looked rough. The funny part was that passport photo is famous enough that I remember the day I took that. That was a rough day. So, <laughs> God. That's always the time to get your photo taken. Yeah, we well, were halfway <laughs> to flee the country. There's a reason why I was getting a passport. <laughs> now you're living straight and narrow up in North Oaks with a couple of kids. And yeah, I did move to North Oaks. That place is weird. <laughs> I was is. not expecting that when I moved there, but I should have been. I learned to windsurf there in the reservoir. Did you really? Yeah, a buddy of mine North in college. Oaks? Yeah, buddy of mine in college was really? is Kurt Amplatz. His father is Dr. Amplatz for the. Then bring the them step. up. Oh, sorry, you're mad at them. No, oh. not at all. Oops. Well, Can I get a list of people that you don't like? <laughs> no, I'll give you a list of people. <laughs> what? Leave it alone. Okay, we'll just leave it alone. <laughs> anyway, Doug. Kurt was a. It still is a good friend of mine. I only haven't talked to him in about ten years, but. It's really, really, really great friend. Yeah. I don't ever talk to him for decades, but, you know. Well, you have people like that. Quit picking on me. I do not. I, I stay in touch with everyone every single day. Uh-huh. <laughs> Andy's buying that one. Yeah. Lies. Uh, if anybody would like to call in, we're going to talk about uh, credit issues and, and, and stuff like that with Andy. He's kind of my go-to guy at Walzer. Anytime I get an email from a potential customer saying, you know, had some problems, medical bankruptcy, so on and so on and forth. Uh, Andy's really, really one of the best I've ever seen at helping people like that. Call in number is 612-295-1526. That's 612-295-1526. You can also text, too, if you like. Do you give them tips on how to clean up their credit? or? Um, I, I mean, mostly if they want them, I've got a hundred tips and tricks, but mostly what I just try and do is get them a car. Okay. I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've offered about a thousand people tips and had about three pick me up on it. Oh. Most people are just desperate to get to work the next day. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So what are some of the tips? You know, the, the best trick I ever saw, and I used it myself because my credit crashed in 08, but the best trick I ever 
This one I kind of came up with on my own, but I modified somebody else's. They all tell you the same thing. If you're rebuilding, so once you've got the debt paid off and you got it established, because you pay off all your debt, your credit score is still 410. Um, if that you wanna, sucks, yeah. in case you don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. very low. <laughs> yeah, it's that's bad, right? It goes on a scale from 3 to 800, and the reality is... I've never seen a three. I've seen a three twelve. That's as low as I've ever seen. And I saw a three fifty seven once. Did you? Yeah. It's, it's what do you have to do to get a three twelve? To be honest, it's funny because it's really complicated to get a three twelve. Like, oh, is it? it really? Yeah. Usually, when you get down to the threes, you just drop off and become a no score. So to be at a three twelve, right. you have to do everything wrong and just one <laughs> thing right so that you maintain a score. It's actually really tricky. So uh, no overdue library books. Yeah, you've got like you've got else. like one guy you pay and then you didn't pay 47 right so oh, just yeah. enough otherwise you're a no score but um, amazing yeah the best trick i've ever found is um go to a if you're into re- if you're in the point where you're reestablishing and it won't it'll be it'll be mostly free but it will require you to have some cash um take i'll, I'll pick a round number take 2500 bucks put it in a savings account at a credit union and then have the teller uh do the application and borrow money against that $2,500 of different random amounts. So you end up with a loan of $100, $200, $300, $400, all the way up till you've used up all 25. And they'll literally take your $2,500, freeze it, loan you $2,500 into your checking account, and then set up automatic payments so that it just pays itself off over three months. But it just huh. wrecks the credit bureau scoring system so and adds on a bunch of installment it loans. You've got a bunch yeah, of, it's wow. a bunch of prepaid installment loans, and it uh, and the the beautiful part is is unlike everybody else's advice to go out and get one get a bunch of credit cards, you only have to have your credit pulled once. Yeah. So you, and it's also not revolving; it's installment, so it really helps helps with auto loans and. So installment loans are rated higher in the eyes of the bureaus than, than depends the on what you're getting. You know, it's a funny thing. Like every time I talk to people and they tell me what their credit score is, never in my career has somebody said my credit score is six twenty seven and I've pulled a six twenty seven because there's really yeah there's three different bureaus and every bureau's got more than a hundred different scoring models. So it depends on which one you pull. Right. Really? So yeah. So I mean, I, you know, you can probably I think home loans have some industry standard. But auto loans, you know, Wells Fargo uses one place. Your credit union uses another. Ally uses another. You know, it's, it's messy. I have a question for you. I've always wanted to know this, and I don't know the answer to this. Couldn't most people just go to their bank and build a relationship and count on that one person, whatever they need money to do anything, just go to their bank and get it done, and they would have great credit? Maybe in not like, in the big corporate bank. In, like, 1957. Um, you could pull it off, but not now. Not now, no, really? No, because, I mean, the problem is, is first off, you got to count on your little guy being there. <clears throat> and none of the little guys seem to make it, right? The little guys that, that yeah. come up. I use a couple examples. Affinity Plus, Royal Credit Union, Wings Financial. They were little guy credit unions 10, oh, okay. 15 years ago. And now they got, like, 17 locations. And, you know, Wings did... Ten million dollars in loans ten years ago. Wow. Last year they did three hundred million dollars in loans. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe it was two hundred and forty, but I mean the numbers big, what? right? And they're they're aggressively trying to grow, and and they're public about this. This isn't anything that right. you wouldn't find probably on their website. But you know, Royal Credit Union, similar thing. I just don't think there is a little guy, right? They'll look at your history with them, but if if well, you've taken down everybody, might fall in that category. I mean, he's not little, little, but. 
North American. How many? What they have? What three? five banks? Five banks. Yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, private. It's a privately owned bank. So yeah, yeah you can actually have a personal relationship yeah. with a banker there. But you can. But at a certain point, and I and this is where it gets interesting because I don't know how the governance of this side works all the way down. But in a big picture, at a certain point. They have to be equal and fair. Yeah. So while they can make underwriting exceptions, yeah. they can't just make – they can't – most lenders have got some form of government that says they can't just do them willy-nilly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Bankers don't like willy-nilly. No. <laughs> no, they're not willy-nilly. Bilski's kind of willy-nilly. <laughs> yeah, especially when he's had 27 men. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> There's a shot from Nashville right Whoa. there. Take, take it easy. I'm trying to sell Brad uh, his – president a couple of cars oh, yeah so. brad's super nice i used to work for north american oh, bank right. i was a teller so. you know that bilski got that done and he never drank Did manhattans he when she saw he him said, at the bank you are no, going to buy them from Walzer, aren't you yeah that was well, pretty damn cool no I thought. and he's he's a he's a nice guy he's looking well, bilski's at a, a great brand guy. new grand cherokee and then he's but he's, he's still, yeah he's just the hardest cars in the world to find and he's he wants an automatic wrx for his kid they only made them a couple of years and there's possible what's a wrx it's a it's a kind of a hot rod subaru and it doesn't come in an automatic well they do they did start making them in 16 did they really but there's only five percent of the production because everybody that drives those wants to it's one of the few cars where people want to my buddy had an 08 wrx automatic and it was it was just the oddest duck in the universe couldn't find a buyer for it either because everybody wanted the stick i know a guy I know a guy. Well, good. I'm glad to hear you know. If you want something anyone, a little newer than that. If anyone has one in their garage, let Doug know. That's right. Yeah. Automatic WRX, 40,000 miles or less. We're actively hunting the country right now for oh. one. So, Andy, one thing I found out about buying cars through Doug, I uh, we have, I, I believe, now four or five cars that we bought from Walzer. I don't know how to use most of the stuff in the cars. I have no idea. Well, I tell you, when, when yeah. you're ready to get the Ben serviced, I'll connect you with my friend in town here because I couldn't tell you how to program I have no idea. that rock. No, it is so. shocking. It's like, how do you turn it's on the radio? Yeah, I just put the radio <laughs> yeah. on. It used to Where be, are the buttons? It used to be that people would come in and want to buy a car just to get the nicest next you know the best tax right, but you look at it right. between 08 and 10 or 10 and 12 oh, nothing changed right now you can legitimately buy this year's model and it's got mm. features that last year's model didn't have in yep. the real oh right? yeah um, yeah it's amazing yeah the manufacturers won't claim a self-driving but if you read the industry blogs and they they lay out self-driving level one level two level three level oh, four okay. level five and level five is kind of the holy grail when you're at level five you can take a nap right like I like uh, it. Yeah, I'm there. A lot of the car manufacturers have got level two. They just don't claim it. But really? when you read what when you read when you read what uh, what level two is defined as, you're really close right now with you know lane departure warnings, uh, self correcting steering, automatic braking, adaptive cruise yeah, control. Yeah, you're you're close. They yeah. just won't claim it. You know, so amazing. We did this car I just bought from Walzer. I did not know that as you veer to the left. The car seat will adjust to support your spine. It's like, Jesus. It's an Elantra. <laughs> yeah, it's no. an Elantra. Got yeah, back to the it's Elantra. <laughs> Wagon. Yeah, it's called a broken seat. But yeah. other than yeah. that, yeah. it's no, just honestly, it's yeah, just they got these little thing. You've driven a Catherine. Yeah, the, um, the side of the, of the seat. And it just, yeah, it just sort of cradles you so you don't, you know, I don't know, <laughs> lean too much or it's something. Amazing. I don't even know. It's unbelievable. You know, I, 
shouldn't tell you this, but Sarah wants one, and I'll tell you not because you bought one. It is because you bought one. Let's face it. What kind of car is this? It's a sixteen S five hundred. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was well, a 550. 550, that's yeah, right. Sorry. A 550. Yeah. Oh, you know. I'm proud. Well, it says it right on the back. It says it on the well, back, and I just walked past the trunk just now. So. It's a mafia hit no, car. The reason is, is we've been watching The Blacklist, and Raymond Reddington drives a S550. Oh, he does? I want that car, and you can drive me around, and I'll sit in the back like. <laughs> Actually, it all started because you sold me a Jaguar. What is it? An XL? What the hell? Not that car. XJ Longbody Turbo. It is so long. It is yeah. the longest longer car. Longer than an SUV. This, this, S550s aren't short either. No, no, they're not either. No, they're not. But this car, honest <laughs> to God, Andy, I'm, so I get this 500 horsepower Jaguar, right? And I'm going down the freeway. And I didn't know this, right? But I did this guy kind of slow poking. So I floored it to go around him. Spun the wheels at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> like, Jesus. That's a rather powerful car. The only Jaguar I ever wanted was the hearse from Harold and Maude. <laughs> I haven't gotten over that one, and I will I get one someday. That was a Jag? That I... was a Jag. He cut a Jag up oh, to make a mini right. hearse. I remember that. Yeah. Someday some guy's going to have that thing on trade. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm going to have to explain to Andrew Walzer why I paid that much money for something, and I'm not going to have a good answer. <laughs> exactly. Because I wanted to. I loved Harold and Maude. I yeah. just watched that Loved again it. probably four years ago. Did you really? It, it held did you up watch well. Watch Where's Papa too. No, they're, I've they're, never seen that. Oh, God, it did he, hold up well. We gotta have you over and watch Where's Papa okay. in the movie theater. It'll be that movie is one of the greatest movies of all time, written Great. by he Robert Klein. I'll have to watch it. Well, what up? He brought up Harold. Uh, Where's Papa? Where's Papa? He's obsessed Where's with Where's Papa. Papa. Hey. Obsessed. Plenty good. The, the, the one thing that I did notice, because I saw Harold and Maude when it came out, was probably, what, mid-70s? Yeah. And I was, right. you know, I was the age of Harold. I was a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember how old Ruth Gordon was. When I watched it a few years ago, I said, man, she got a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly she right. She nearly as old as I thought. That's yeah. exactly right. But that, that it, I'm sorry, but you got to watch Where's Poppy. Okay. It's one of the greatest movies. They changed the name of it for a while to Going Ape, which they was did? weird. Why did they do that? Because his brother has to dress like an ape to get through Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, George Siegel is in it. Like him, and George has to go through has to go through Central Park to get to his to his brother's house because they take it. The whole the reason is where's Papa is because Papa dies and they promise Papa on his deathbed that he will take care of Mama. They the, the two brothers will take care of Mama, and then they try to pawn off the duties on each other, taking care of this old woman. It's very very funny. And George Siegel's going, actually, no, it's Ron Liebman is going through Central Park in a, and I don't know why he's got an ape suit on, but he does. And he goes through it, and, the, and these hoodlums pull him over, and guy goes, hey, man, what are you doing dressed like that? And he's got a real high voice. I can't even get my voice as high as the guy really is. He goes, whatever you're wearing that for, you ever seen the movie The Naked Prey? Well, you better stop praying because you're going to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> it was phenomenal. Fantastic movie. Anyway, sorry for getting off. We better take a short break. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes 
days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. You're rocking out, Doug. Just waiting for the drums. Really, really complicated drum beat right there. Yeah. Well, most of them are. Yeah. <laughs> I, really... I play drums for exercise, and I'm a terrible drummer. Oh, yeah. But I do do it because it's good for your coordination, and it's actually kind of a pretty good workout, and it's fun. Yeah. So I'll just put headphones on and turn on a radio station and just play along. But, but most of the songs are like... Yeah. That's pretty much it. I'm making money. That's what you got to start <laughs> flipping the sticks up in the air. Uh, I'm not that coordinated. Put on a big show. You can put out an eye. I, know, I can't <laughs> juggle for nothing. You can drink yourself to death like Keith Moon. You know. You can't do it while you're playing drums unless you got the Homer Simpson hat with a... <laughs> yeah. The, the, that's very true. Yeah. Doug, you're old and you have kids when you're worried about putting out an eye playing drums. There's <laughs> nothing left for you. <laughs> nothing left. <laughs> We're back with Andy, uh, runs our Hyundai store. Uh, studio line is open, 612-295-1526. While we were off air, we were talking about some of the new Hyundai products. Um, Hyundai, I think, I don't, this will sound kind of critical, and it's not meant to be, but I think they missed the market about five or six years back where they kept building a lot of sedans. They didn't really anticipate the big roll into SUVs and crossovers quite like a lot of the other manufacturers, but they've really come back in an, in, with a vengeance. Tell them about the newest offering. Yeah, we, we get boring. I mean, I don't know if there's a polite way to say it, but I think, you know, the, the cars got a little stayed and yeah. everything got a little bit... Uh, a little bit driven towards the sedan market, and they woke up one day and realized that American markets are seventy percent SUV and truck, and uh, they decided to catch 70%, up fast. Really? Yeah, I think it's it's eighty in Canada. Like wow. it's shocking, but you think about it, people just don't want sedans as much as they used to, and people tell me sedans are dead, and 
I think the minute gas is five bucks a gallon, sedans are going to be popular again. So I don't know if it's permanent, yeah. but yeah. but uh, right now it's all SUVs. And yeah, we got the Palisades, the new one. That so thing tell is, them about that because it's the biggest Hyundai ever made. Yeah, right? it's the size of a. Uh, it's about the size of a Ford Explorer, right? So to put that into perspective, um, bigger than a Pilot, bigger than most of the competitors, a real full-size three-row SUV, and it's it's gorgeous, right? I mean the. The people who write car blogs like Jalopnik and Car and Driver, and you know, I'd be the first to say whether I like it or not, they're not always fans of Hyundai. They want Jaguars. They want BMWs. Uh, yeah, Jalopnik, are, they're snobby. They're they hate us. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they hate they're com- well, their commentary, wow. the last time I read a Hyundai comment about them, about our newest vehicles, their commentary was better tech than a Tesla. Like they are, they're turning around faster. They're gushing about some of what we have coming Ooh, out. Yeah, gushing. yeah. The tech gushing. in these is shocking. What's 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 the coolest, greatest thing now? You know, I, I mean, it seems uh, like they've done everything. Yeah. What's funny is so you've got advanced cruise control. You've got um, blind spot detection. You've got um, uh, lane, lane departure, departure warnings, lane departure management. You've got all the same features. I would say just driving, I drove a 17 the other day that was one of the first years to have that, and it had a Genesis, um, what's the G80 now, right? It had a very nice Genesis, and then I drove it in the Palisade, and I would say the integration functionality, it's not as confusing. It's smooth from an integration standpoint. When you're standing there driving the vehicle, it's a lot more intuitive. It's blended and put together a lot better. And instead of having 17, so it's way better than a Mercedes because you yeah. Can't instead even of having 17 to... buttons and you need a pilot's degree to figure out what to use them yeah. all for, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're down to two and a pretty intuitive touchscreen that works like my Android with swiping back and forth and side oh. to side. Um, it's great. Cool. Now, yeah. how does it do in the? Because I've driven a lot of the autopilot ones, and some of them you think they're like sailing. Yeah, it doesn't have autopilot. It's just advanced cruise control. So, but if it's yeah. got lane departure, well, the challenge is the real difference. Like, if you want to jump into real self-driving, and this is where you know Tesla is getting there. Um, it's funny. I say Tesla's getting there. We'll diverge into self-driving. There's a great video about a guy arguing against Tesla's self-driving, and it's the Google guys who refuse to do a middle ground, right? So Tesla's trying to get to self-driving by having a car that it gradually gets there, and you let go of the wheel a little bit at a time. Well, the guys at Google train some people to Which drive this. Which way, way more, right? Yeah, the guys Which there. John Kravchuk, who they, used to run they, Hyundai. They train some guys. Microphone? They train some Sorry. guys to do uh, <laughs> Oh, he got yelled at. We're going to keep you around just to yell at Doug. It's okay. I like this. And and you know who Philip is, uh, Philip Wise on the morning show? No, I'm sorry. I don't. Wait, yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Never heard of him. Here's Philip's mic technique. You ready? So, Tommy, (laughs) I was wondering. He he thinks you talk with your Adam's apple. (laughs) I know what happened because this is turned down from what I'm normally here. Was L.A. Nick here yesterday? Yes. Was it going wild? Yes. Andy yes. turned the gain down as what ah. happened. <laughs> I literally had to yell at L.A. and I said, do you mind if I talk on my he own He was show? so caffeinated yesterday. Oh, my it was God. Just... Was so my mic technique is yeah, fine. Very weird. Yeah. It's just yes, you were, indeed. I think you were just a bit far away from okay, it. Okay, I'm sorry, Catherine. No, I just want people you to hear should. it. I want, to, I want people to hear your riveting commentary. <laughs> riveting, oh, <laughs> riveting commentary. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is we sponsor the show. Yeah, yeah right? I know. It's unbelievable. I wasn't being mean. No, it's I meant fine. It. Way to go, turtle. <laughs> 
I know you didn't want to talk about them, but but I'm going to make you anyway. Cause, Go. Um, and, I'm all in. And we'll talk about it in, in a general sense because, and I'll explain why. I want to talk about Hyundai leasing a little bit. Hyundai has been super aggressive this year when a lot of the We're other cheap. manufacturers are back, <laughs> backing off the throttle. Now, we, we should just be on it. We're cheap. Like, we fine. have cheap leases. Oh. We have some great cars, oh, too. Yeah. The, the only problem is, is we don't know what the leases will be tomorrow because they go 30 days at a crack. Oh. And then the first two days as a dealer, and this, this isn't a Hyundai problem, it's everybody. We spend two days figuring out what the new lease programs are and so on and so forth. Well, if I'm being real about everybody, they sometimes don't tell me for two days. Yeah, they'll, oh yeah. they'll literally send out an email that says, everybody continue releases through the third day of the month. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And then uh, on the fourth day of the month, you have all new specials. General Motors is like that, too. Yeah. And then they'll change them on the eighth day. It drives so. me bonkers. Thanks. Hyundai, if you're listening, it drives me bonkers. Um, but it, it does, because I want to start sending out adverts and having flyers put on, and really you got to wait until the last minute. Mm. So I, You know, it's funny because a lot of the other manufacturers have backed off. And when I mean back off, they've, changed, they've adjusted their residuals because the used car market is getting a little bit flooded with lease returns, which drives value down. So when they lease cars with high residual, they, they take it in the shorts a little bit at the end. Well, so I think Hyundai's doing something, and uh, I, I'm not going to say I think. I know they're doing something because I read the data and I read their announcements that they make to dealers, and it, it's a really easy thing to track. So. Hyundai two years ago, I think they were leasing. They were selling twenty six percent of their sedans fleet, which is a fancy way of saying they're making a hundred thousand cars and giving twenty six thousand of them to a rental car agency. And that might sound like it doesn't mean anything, but to a consumer, when you're doing that day in and day out, it's going to depress the value of the car you buy. Mm -hmm. And the dealers, frankly, we we discussed it with Hyundai and asked them to stop. And to their great credit, they. They dialed it down to what's got to be one of the leaders in the industry. We're getting down to about 12%. Yeah, Honda figured that out a long yep. time ago. They've never gone higher than 5%. That's so, why it's really hard to rent a Honda. Most people don't even carry them. And the other thing that happens is once you get that down to about 12%, the other thing Hyundai hasn't done is, and I you know, I don't want to pick, I won't say any specific manufacturer, but you go back three years, one of my competitors had stupid cheap leases. It was Nissan. Nissan? Uh, <laughs> I know. Had stupid cheap leases on just about everything. I mean, like... Like crazy cheap. Like, how do you do it that cheap? Well, there's a really good answer. You don't. So now they have crazy expensive leases. Hyundai's just been really consistent. So now you've got less fleet values, higher residual values, and you you didn't bury yourself in a hole three years ago that you have to dig out of now by overpricing. Nissan's still Great. doing some crazy stuff. I just work here, man. I don't work at the Nissan. Nissan Rogue <laughs> is a small cross, crossover yeah. SUV. It's the size of a CRV. Melissa well, has one. You're right. And the Murano Sport, is anyway. the V6. Kind of, yeah. It's a really nice ride. You named a car the Murano? Yeah, it's been around for, what, yeah, 12 years or so? You're a yeah. moron. You should drive a Murano. You can lease a Murano <laughs> for less than you can lease a Nissan Rogue for. It makes zero sense to me. Yeah, it's a little messy, right? So I think Hyundai's done a good job. They've been really consistent. And then pushing that fleet business down means the residuals are up so they can afford to keep leasing. Let me ask you about a specific car because I think Go. the value is terrific. Um, and it's a hybrid. It's the I, the Ionic. Is that caught on at all? Because it doesn't seem like Hyundai's pushing it at all. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should be a company guy and tell you how great the Ionic is because they're a really good car, but it hasn't caught on, right? So it's not. They don't sell the a hybrid? lot of them. It's the same. Yeah. It's a similar style to a Prius. It gets better mileage. I think it gets 60 miles per gallon, wow. and you can lease one of them for 
what, 240, 250 a month? Yeah, a little more than that. But I mean, you it's generally. Well, under three, yeah, though. It's, and that's a they're sign great of value. Too, so. Yeah, they're and great value. You can value. buy one for what, 20 grand? Well, I've got one now really? limited with all the smash for 24. Yeah. Right? If you wanted to buy that same Prius, what would it be, 30 grand? Yeah, yeah or more. Yeah, actually. and it comes with a better warranty, and it comes with more tech. It's um, it's a little shocking. But they just haven't. I don't know if they're not planning on building many, but they really haven't seemed to market no, that there's car a, very well. There's a thing, and again, not to get too wonky about it, but Ford and a few other places are abandoning hybrids, and the what? rationale is is that the future's all. They're not trying to abandon electric, but the rationale is the future's all electric, yeah. not partial. So the hybrid market got to two or three percent, and it never got any further. Yeah. Right. So I I don't know what it looks like, but Hyundai's got a really good hybrid out there. And they're, I mean, they're a good value. So I like the idea of a hybrid much better than an all-electric, just because of the distance thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, the, Tesla, the Tesla I had went 225 though. But yeah, that's that really was good. also a billion-dollar car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah most, people can't, dollar car. most people can't afford that It was not that expensive. Yeah. I, to my right. neighbors, if you're listening, it's a billion-dollar car. Yeah. yeah. A billion dollars. <laughs> you know, oh, I do have one question for both of you here. Do you have to be a really horseshit driver to buy a Prius? Yes, I'd say. <laughs> They're the I worst drivers so. on earth. A lot of them it's are in the, really It's in the purchase agreement. Really yeah, it's not. I mean, there's no way around it. There's and, something uh, going on with Prius drivers. You know, I don't get it. South Park like, made why? an episode about it. I mean, it's oh, really? Really? oh yeah, yeah. Can't they see? Yeah, it's when basically like oh, when you right. drive a Prius, you don't exhibit, you don't push out carbon, you just push out smug, right? Like that's what. <laughs> that's I, right. And the smug storm took over San Francisco and wiped it out. It was, it was glorious. Yeah, it was fueled by George storm. Clooney's yeah. speech about how Hollywood has always been Did you champions hear of the rights. Of, yeah. yeah. Did you hear it? He took credit for the civil rights movement I and know. everything. Yeah. George Clooney. Yeah. He said that yeah hollywood celebrities are yeah oh, you know my God. favorite george clooney moment was after that uh, he was in south park the movie as a guest star he loaned his voice <laughs> yeah. he was like yeah they got me i love it oh, yeah, it was south park that did that funny bit about the priuses right yeah that's yeah. what we were talking about yeah, yeah. what was, was the, what was it the pious the pious the pious the pious, the pious. <laughs> Yeah, Al Gore's kid got busted on coke doing 110 in one of those in, in a LA. Prius. <laughs> yeah. oh, in a Prius. Uh -huh. I didn't know they do 110. Oh, they drop it off a cliff. I see a lot of Prius drivers that drive like maniacs. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's like terrible I can respect that. Well, I mean, technically, yeah. very good gas mileage when you hold it right to the floor <laughs> the whole time. I mean, an electric engine puts out enough torque. You just you got enough gears in there, you can translate that yeah. to speed. Oh, so. the the, the probably got like 18 gears in there, but still. It was wonderful. Too bad that bricked, because I'd probably yeah. still have it. Yeah, you know, the, the biggest all-electric car sales-wise is the Nissan Leaf, and the first-generation ones in the wintertime, they only got about 50 miles on a charge up here. Yeah. 50 miles? Yeah. yeah. The they, were rated, they were rated at, like, 80. I think the new ones are a little under 200. Yeah, it's, that's the one that I watch the most. I'm I'm really fascinated by the future of our industry. Like Me too. what happens? What, you know, does electric win? And and there's so many arguments in its favor that that I think sooner or later, yeah, electric's going to win. I mean, we look Eventually, at the limitations yeah. now, right. and the, we look at the limitations now, but we don't think about some other stuff. And it's it's hard to talk about because I'm a guy who's made his career and his living doing oil changes and selling cars. But mm -hmm. you know, if you put nothing but electric on the road. There are no oil changes. There are no fluids. There are no leaks. 
there's really no maintenance. Brakes there's and tires. just repairs, yeah. brakes and tires, and a lot simpler vehicle. Huh. I mean, there's a Mercedes dealer who got in an argument with the factory publicly. It was in, it was in some industry rag, and they wanted him to build a a, uh, a new dealership and put 40 bays in there. And he, he got into a fight in court and said, you know, you keep telling me the future's electric, and I'm going to need 10 bays in eight years. Why am I putting 40 in? Right. Right. So it's 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 different. Hmm. For the well, the opposite guys. direction. Yeah. Has either of you ever sold a wood-powered car? <laughs> they no. exist. They do. I've Doug seen has them. by age, but that was a different <laughs> thing. Jesus. Yeah, it's a, they just First got they a basket in the, in the back. <laughs> yes, does not. Yep. Is a social media person want to take a wood. swipe at me? Is it like those wood pellets or steam something? Steam-powered, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's steam. You put some wood in the back, you burn it, and it generates steam that powers the car and they're like what? they're not old they're like retrofitted it's like the, oh, really? the apex of hipstery hipster oh, yeah. no i i don't know what the liabilities on selling that would be but I'm i don't know that i want to find sure out yeah. it's not good where did you see this uh i've seen one once before but if you look on the internet you can here's a guy who's got what looks like a I don't know, Pinto or something. It's probably the wrong choice. Pinto. Pinto. Yeah, I better take a break while we look this up. We'll be right back with the last episode of Car Selling Secrets, our last segment. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that due to the tremendous results and success from hundreds of people like me, that the 40-day Ultimate Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost has opened a second location conveniently located in Edina at France Avenue and 494. With this program, you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds in just 40 days. If you're serious about losing weight, feeling years younger and healthier, then this is for you. Ultimate's plan is the only weight loss plan to be strong, science certified for efficacy and safety. Schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or in Plymouth or attend their free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, October 14th at Tavern on France Avenue in Edina. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client-submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details, ultimatewl.com. We are back. Studio lines are open. Would somebody call in, ask me a really tough question? 612-295-1526. Halloween, they're all getting ready. That's true. No kidding. Oh, that's right. I'm sure Melissa spent all day getting ready for Halloween. All day? We decorated our house last night. Yeah. Carved pumpkins. Dad put up... We always did. Francine, the witch. That's our big you did? decor yeah. this year. Just turn the lights off. And yeah, we go to uh, Crocus Hill and wander around, look at all the castles down oh, there. Yeah. And then we have cocktails at Frost. And by Sounds like a nice night. Well, here, nice. here's yeah. something that's car-related for Halloween. A lot of places do trunk or treat. Have you heard of that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You guys should do that at Walzer. We did it at Wichita. 
Oh, you it, did? It works really well down there because the, all the stores are right next to each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I think that's fun. such a cute idea. Yeah. You just put a bunch of cars and pop the trunks and decorate the trunks and fill it with candy, and the kids go from car to car. <laughs> well, you're a dealership, so you could do actual trick-or-treat. Yeah. So you pick a car, and it's either got candy or, like, snakes or something. <laughs> a bomb, yes. A car bomb. Neither good. <laughs> Not, neither, not that. Neither really qualify as a trick, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Take a minute or two and tell us about your other business up there, because you run two we, different uh, dealerships. I yeah. love talking about Walzer Experience. That's uh, that's where I that's where I got my uh, really got my start was in old used cars. And so I yeah I run the Walzer Experience autos right next to the Hyundai, and our average mileage and age up there is about ten years old at 120, 130,000 miles. So that's, that's what amazing. we do. Well, amazing. you know, cars are a lot better than they've ever been before. Sure. So they are can, a lot better. But the challenge is going through the bad ones to find the good ones that you want to resell, right? Well, yeah. You know, I think the biggest challenge, if I'm being honest about what I no, see as the challenge. No, just lie to people? No, but I mean, like, it's a bit <laughs> of a, it's, it's honest is the wrong word. If I'm, if I'm guessing what I think the biggest challenge is, why I know the biggest challenge is, is for consumers, because... All right, this is the part that shocks people. People look at cars, and they look at a brand-new Toyota, and they don't work in my industry, and they think it's a brand-new Toyota. cannot have problems. But if you look at a 2009, that's my average age, right, 10 years old, 2009, the industry data says those things did work at cars. Um, but they averaged 120 problems for every 100 cars oh. in the first three months of their life. Ooh. That's not good. That, yeah, that's boy, right. that's like the best in the industry 10 years yeah. ago. Hey, Doug, we have a caller. Oh, great. Hey, I hey, know, listen. I knew you were going to perk Yay. up. Hi, Somebody likes me. <laughs> She's working. <laughs> Somebody has to pay the rent. The caller is on. Caller, what's up? Who are you and what do you want? <laughs> hey, Dave, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. That's good. The wood car. I saw it on television. Oh. TV show on the channel called Mountain Men. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course you saw course. Mountain Men. <laughs> they uh, turned an old Toyota pickup and put the burner in it, wood chips in the back, and it worked. Yeah. Until it rolled down a tree. Well, wow. Of course. Until it rolled down a what? Oh, down the hill. You know, into a street. Oh. oh, but other than that. It seems well, to be the uh, ultimate lo- uh, fate of a lot of cars, surprisingly. In the mountains. In, in, yeah. in the Black Hills on the property, there was a car for like 40 years that one of the original like prospectors out there rolled their car down the cliff into a tree, and they were just like, well, and they left it. <laughs> and now it's a tourist attraction. <laughs> well, the tree kind of like ate it, it, you know, as trees do. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's now happening. It becomes habitat. Exactly. Habitat. Yeah, birds make I'm sure their nests plenty of squirrels have put some acorns in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, are we still on for uh, next week? We are, sir. All right, I'll send you an email Monday or Tuesday, Dave. Officer Dave, we're going to yep. get to meet him here on Car Selling Secrets. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. Oh. It'll be Tom's birthday, Officer Dave. It'll be, it's going to be right. a great day. You're going to wear a mask and have a voice changer? <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret identity. Yeah. No, I'll talk to you guys next week, and congratulations, Andy. Thank you. On the wedding. Thank you. That's very nice. It's gone well so far. Tom, Mike. (laughs) Two weeks in. 
What? <laughs> oh my God, he's doing it. Rubbing off. No, I was listening. I wasn't talking. No. You started talking. And I you said, were that's way nice. back here. I didn't no. have to sit up to go. That's nice. Well, and then I sit back again. Dave, we'll see you two. next week. All right, get out. <laughs> All right, good one. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> God. He's a great guy. Can tell it's Halloween. Mars is in retrograde. On the point you were making, though, uh, I can't imagine in 20, 30 years when the current cars that have like 15 computers in them are being sold at the age of 10 or 20. I mean, like, how do you even vet something like that where you can't replace, because it's got proprietary OS in there, proprietary software. What do you even do? You can't. Yeah, that's the that's thing. the challenge. So that's that's where I was saying the hardest part is um, cars work until they don't. Well, yeah. So when you're looking at something like you said computers, well, you call them computers. And the way I think about it, there's probably three main computers yeah. on a car. There's an ECM, there's a PCM, powertrain control module, and then there's generally going to be some type of mainboard system built into the HVAC. Techs call them modules. Yeah. And if you look at a lot of my com- cars, they have between 40 and 70 of them, right? Oh, okay. So they work wow. until they don't. And there's no way to vet them because if they're working today and everything's great and they stop tomorrow, they were working today. Yeah. That's that's how they so go. So cars it's, of the future are going to be like iPhones. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Once that integrated circuit burns out, you know, the, the code is long gone. Yep. The source code's probably been deleted because... Who needs it anymore? We're working on this in a BMW that we're trying to help somebody out on right now. Where uh, the we took we've got the vehicle, we've got it up on the rack. We took a look at it. Their sunroof leaked, and it leaked onto a module in back. And so you have mm-hmm. to buy the new module, and it has to be pre-programmed, and you can't yep. you can't just get a used one and report. It's crazy, but it's it's the challenge. The other hard part too is the age. I mean, people people when I'm selling cars, they're looking at. I had this the other day. They were looking for an 07 with Bluetooth, and I, you know I told. I mean, I'm sure it exists. Well, no, they, there's plenty out there. But I I told the customer the truth. I said, find any car you want, even if it's got Bluetooth. Go spend 300 bucks and put them put a new bluetooth kit in mm. and they said why and i asked them how many microphones and computers they have in their home that are more than six years old yep. let alone 12 because it, back then mm-hmm. it was bluetooth well, i i don't know what version we're on but yeah. you know it's, they are they, they keep changing and it gets better and better yep. if you try to use version one bluetooth you're going to think it's complete garbage by today's standards or you can mm-hmm. just go to anywhere and buy one of those in my car i can bluetooth my phone <laughs> for calls but it won't stream music. Yeah, really? the bandwidth just yep, wasn't there. The old ones wouldn't do it. Yeah, because yeah, I have a 2014. So, hmm. 14, really? That is yeah. weird. Yeah, huh. it, for some reason it's not capable. So of... you can buy those transmitters that just they plugs into the cigarette lighter. They don't call them that anymore. They call it the 12 volt yeah. power source, but we all know what it really is. <laughs> yeah. And then it just runs right through an open FM frequency on your yeah. radio. So you can receive well, calls, stream music, anything. And well, they're, I... they're 15, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have really it well. set up where I use an aux cord. Yeah, I have that feature, but yeah, I thought it was weird. Like that's weird that I can Bluetooth my calls, but I can't Bluetooth music in my vehicle. Sounds like you need a new car. Have you met? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, yeah, I know. I've been having my check engine light issues. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I think we picked out a bus for you last time, didn't yeah. we? I mean, I got one. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. That was the bus episode. Yeah, short <laughs> and yellow. Yeah. <laughs> and they found out they'd have to paint the thing because you can't own oh, a yellow yeah. school bus. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it you... does kind of make sense, I though. Guess I mean, yeah. so you were, uh, yeah. 
pedophile of some sort. Yeah. That would be really bad. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Well, Wait, you bus. can't own a yellow school bus? Not unless you're a school, apparently. Well, huh. there is a really? yellow school bus, and you've probably seen it in our side of town quite often. Um, it's a yellow school bus, but it has a chimney stack on top of it. I've never seen that. Really? And what? it's like some food truck, but it's a school uh, bus. Okay, so I, I'm going to admit this on air, but I used to go to Grateful Dead shows a long, really? long time ago. <laughs> and they had a bunch of guys who had converted school buses with wood-burning stoves in there and pizza huh. ovens. It was yeah. really common. Yeah, I know. but yeah, Well, I must have been at work. Jesus, yeah, pal, me, no. They don't want you to have an old school bus to have it look like a school bus. You have to change it in order. I don't know. It's probably a safety thing. and It's kind of like cop cars when you get an old yeah, cop car. It's industry it standard. It. Yeah. If that's in yeah, your house, do. I'm robbing you. No, it's not. It's We went to the most famous guitar store in the world called Gruen Guitars. And when you walk in, in there's Nashville. an old... Oh, that'd be great. Phil bass for 600 grand. Yeah, you know, the worst part is I'm not even a Grateful Dead fan, but they had great concerts. So, <laughs> Why, so, the pot like, and the women? Is that what we're talking? You know, if you've ever been to a Dead show, and it, like back when they had the Dead and Jerry was there, you could go to a Dead show and... The parking lot was like the Mall of America for hippies. It was just <laughs> thousands of people yeah. hawking everything, I legal bet. and not. But, I mean, there was a lot of guys who would just go dead show to dead show, and they'd set up their kit, and they'd vend in the parking lot, and they'd sell to the people who were coming, and they'd just sell hats and T-shirts, and the dead encouraged it. And, you know, guys with pizza ovens that are making their living going show to show. God. It was kind of a I think I probably went to, two, to a dozen dead shows. I made it in once. Right, just stayed in the parking lot and had a great time. <laughs> that was one of Once the best in Oakland, jokes. California. Yeah. My yeah. sales rep for uh, KS95 is a guy named Mark Oldham. He's from Chicago. He moved up here to go to treatment about 15 years ago and never was he left. Andrew Luke Oldham's brother? He's a no, he's, but it's a, a good catch. Um, no super nice guy. Like all the Hubbard people, he looks really straight laced. But right, he used to right. be a deadhead and he's gone to like 110 shows. Really? Yep. Can I tell you my cigarette lighter story when sure, you're done? Sure, of course. I'm done. Well, you are. Every time somebody mentions a car cigarette lighter, because you don't really have them anymore. Are, are there lighters in cars anymore? No. You can buy them. Well, you yeah. can buy them. You can buy okay. Yeah, it comes with the plug, and now we have, you have to buy the lighter, and you have to give up a cup holder if you want an ashtray. Yeah, I could see that. So my friend Bobby, who's no longer with us, so I can rat him out, he died, unfortunately, very young. But when he was 10 years old, he and his family were driving somewhere, and I don't, you know, on vacation. He decided to start pushing in the lighter and letting it pop out, and pushing the lighter and letting it pop out. His dad, like, what are you doing? He goes, ah, no, no. So it popped out. He took the lighter out and stuck his finger in the hole. Oh, okay. What a maniac. So they go to lunch, and for about a half hour at lunch, he kept going, I burned myself. It's horribly painful. It's just really hurt. I really burned my finger. After about a half hour, the owner of the restaurant comes up and goes, Young man, could I ask you a favor? I, and I don't, you know, I don't mean to get in your business or get in your face or anything, but it's just kind of a, a sensitive time for us. My son just burned to death. Oh, oh, oh you're oh, bitching about your oh. burned finger. <laughs> and his son burned oh, to death in a house oh, fire. Yeah, like, oh, oh, my God. God. Oh. Can you even imagine? Bobby said he never forgot that. I was like, oh. oh. Mom, How old was the guy? Ten? Ten, yeah. I'd put him up for adoption. Just move on. <laughs> you could still do it. Right? Our family. 
Yeah, apparently the kid had burned to death like a month earlier. Oh, oh, like, oh well, yeah, Can you imagine your son just burned to death and you're at work and you're hearing some kid yelling, I'm burning, I'm burning. Oh, my, the burns are horrible. Mm, God. Oh, I used to drive. Can I give you flashbacks? Oh. I used to drive to Maine with my grandfather when I was a little kid and would go from Boston up to Maine for a, a week. And what was that, like a 15-minute drive? No, it's about three hours, it's actually. Really, it's it's about like going to Lewiston or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he always he, he uh, owned his own business. They, he was on the road a lot. They, he sold uh, bridge railings to highway construction companies all up and down the, in New England. Is there East a Coast. job for everything? I know. Bridge yes. railings? Really? Well, it was an aluminum oh. foundry, but they specialized oh, okay. in that. Okay. Ah. And he, he always Very drove important. these cool 60s T-Birds. He'd get a new one every year, and he loved Ooh. to smoke cigars. But he he didn't really get the hang of the lighter, oh, so no. he'd be with him, and he'd... You know, light, up, light up the cigar, and then he'd roll the window down and whip it in. He'd whip the lighter out the window, and then he'd go, damn it. <laughs> so he'd, buy, he'd go to the Ford store and buy a whole bunch of, buy a whole bunch of light lighters and leave them in the glove box. I'm surprised he, he never started a wildfire doing that. Yeah, well, maybe he Those did. things got so yeah, high. They yeah, but really they also high. cooled down pretty quickly. Yeah. I suppose there were um, metal coils, so yeah. I rem- that that just brings back childhood memories of my parents pushing that in and lighting oh, a yeah. cigarette in the oh, car. Yeah. And Couldn't just... see anything because the car was a, filled with smoke. <laughs> I thought you would tell oh, the crack a window. God. They would right. open it up like ten centimeters. You know, the nicotine out. <laughs> oh gosh! I remember rolling around in the back seat of the uh, Country Squire station wagons, you yeah, know. No seat belts. Uh, no seat belts. No seat belts. Leaked like crazy, so he'd get all the exhaust fumes back there. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Wait, ours was so rusty. Mom, I have a headache. Shut up. I know. No. Ours was so rusty that we'd go drive down a dirt road and we'd just you fill get up. dusty. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it think was they brutal. That, you know, because the cars back then would rust after about... Six minutes. Steel bodies, and, especially yeah. in a Minnesota winter. Oh God, uh, that's a, that's something that you guys never have to experience. You know, no. they figured out how to make exhaust systems properly about what ten or fifteen years ago. Well, when was the, the old When was the catalytic converter? I don't think you're right at all. They used to rust out all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I used to go to Midas about every other year. I need another exhaust, and need more exhaust parts, or need a new. They muffler. last about. I think they last about 10, 12 years. I mean, you go back to the, the experienced auto stores. I'm doing exhausts all the time on those cars. Are you really? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because it's and it, it's components, right? Like the the main run might be okay, but you are going to have to add in a cat or a muffler. Mm-hmm. They still blow out. They That's just don't a good do it as question. quick. If you see a car part on the road, it's a muffler. Wow. <laughs> it's funny. It's because they use crappy steel to uh, do to do the joiner from the cat hot? to the muffler. No, it's just it's just exposed. And there's a you know there's an interesting thing like uh, brake rotors. If you guys go in to do your brakes, everybody does brakes. No matter mm-hmm. what car car yeah. you have, you do brakes. If you're going to a lot of places to do brakes, the cost of brakes has either gone down or stayed the same when everything else has gone up. And it's because there's so much steel out there. Um, yeah. China made more oh, steel. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, China made more steel in two years than Great Britain made in the entire 20th century mm-hmm. through two world wars and shipbuilding. Whoa. Right? Like, China, it's, a, it's a shocking statistic. Man. But it means that brake rotors that used to cost $200, now the part costs 17 for cheap wow. ones. But they're using just really cheap steel for some of those parts. In my yeah. opinion, I, I don't have data to back that up other than I see a lot of rusty ones. Right, mm-hmm. and yeah. when you're seeing them, yeah. it's real. Doug, well, another great show, man. It well, does. It's, it's all the guests. If you uh, want to contact that's what I meant. Andy, it's uh, 
aswanson at walzer.com, or you can always email me, doug at walzer.com. He's a great guy. He's, he helps a lot of people with credit issues, and he sells like just a boatload of Hyundais up there. And Go Hyundai. Is it Brooklyn Park or Brooklyn Center? Why did they name two towns I know. Right, uh, right next to each other? I know. I'm, the, I'm the easiest landmark. I'm in between Walmart and Fleet Farm and Brooklyn Park. Uh, interesting I'm literally on the hill in between Walmart and Fleet Farm. Oh, yeah. We pass by there all the time. Yeah, dealers. somebody asked me, they were like, so how do you price Hyundais? I said, I'm in between Walmart and Fleet Farm. I make them cheap. Right? <laughs> like, it's not go. complicated. Is that up by, do they still have the Golf Dome up there? Is that not there? Yeah, anymore? that's behind me a yeah, little bit. Yeah, right, right, right behind you. That yeah. place is uh, closed half of the year. It's only open a little bit. Now yeah. they're doing they're doing some other stuff out of there because they've got Top Golf down the road. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. I heard that's phenomenal. Yeah, Top Golf spready. So I hear it is really fun. I was just there for my anniversary. We were going to do that, but then we never did. That was working. Do, that's something you can do in the winter. That's true. Indeed. Kids cannot go though. I mean, you can, but it would be terribly well, unfun. No. Time to right. a chair. They'll be fine. <laughs> Guten Tag, V. Gates, Auf Wiedersehen, as they say in German. Tune in next week for Officer Dave. Mm -hmm. It'll be good.